0: Welcome, friends, to the Open Door Presbyterian Church. This is John speaking. I'm the uh, currently the pastor of the Open Door Presbyterian Church and soon to be the co-pastor, meaning we are in a search for another pastor to join our church. Excited about that. And I don't know, it'll probably be a couple more months before we bring somebody new in. In the meantime, we are worshiping on Zoom each week, and you can find info on joining that worship gathering on our website, pghopendoor.net. Um, we'd love to have you. anybody Anybody's welcome for these uh, as we worship during the COVID-19 pandemic and continue to worship online. Uh, this uh, audio recording is from last Sunday's worship gathering. It is a sermon on our practice, our communal practice of listening and learning. This one particularly on learning. You can go back a week to hear the sermon on listening. Um, So learning as a communal practice, really interesting that uh, I think that the church in its early days said that learning in this world, learning Um, from scripture, from each other, from the world um, is a spiritual and communal practice that we want to get better and better at. We believe that God's kingdom is uh, made more full in our lives and in our world when we continue to learn. So this sermon is on that practice, and it also uh, includes the voice of dr brock baylor who is uh, an inspired learner and educator um so you'll be able to hear from uh from our friend brock also without me talking much more uh here is that message from this past sunday So our scripture today, there's kind of there's two. Uh, one of them comes from Proverbs. Uh, I love this little passage here from Proverbs. Let me just read it. Um, let's uh, thank God uh, for giving us um, the scriptures. So let's let's pray before we read. Lord, thank you for um, for allowing us to read words that were first imagined and put on paper uh, over well over 2,000 years ago. Um, We thank you that these words can inspire us today and can, um, through your Holy Spirit, connect us uh, to you, to the creator of the universe. Pray that you would speak to us uh, this morning um, as we as we read your word and as we think about your calling in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 3, uh, starting with verse 13. "'Happy are those who find wisdom and those who get understanding, for her income is better than silver and her revenue better than gold.'" She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called happy. The Lord by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open, and the clouds dropped down the dew. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Thank be to God for it. Such a cool, interesting passage, I think, because wisdom is personified, and wisdom Um, learning and understanding is how God creates. It says the Lord by wisdom founded the earth. God used wisdom to create the word in um, other parts of the scripture. It says the word of God created. Um, God spoke the creation into being, and God established everything through this wisdom. I so love that learning is a practice that we have, uh, have drawn out of our uh, walk together as the open door. The practice of learning. There's a reason we, have, we had Jess and Iman share today about their pursuit of, of, of teaching and learning together in Guatemala. It can mean so much, and it is embodied so well in your lives, this practice of learning. It's something you all live into really well already. I continue to be pushed to con- by you uh, to learn because you are inspired uh, creative learners. I have a, a short message today. So, if there's one thing that I want to point out that I want you to, to kind of remember and take home, well, keep at home, you are at home. Um, I want you all to be encouraged to see that your learning, your work in teaching, your curiosity, your desire to create and explore, all of that is of God. Your work in learning and teaching. Your work in science, accounting, theology, medicine, leadership, art, whatever it may be, it is inspiring and it is of God. The more you push to get better, to learn more, to embrace the beauty of the world and continue to learn, the more you're living God's call in your lives. Learning leads to wisdom learning is the way of Jesus in our world. So there's three points I want to make from this scripture and from a, a, another quick one. Three points. The first one is really simple. It's what we've already uh, we've already gotten into. It's that learning, the practice of learning, is a path, passageway to God through the scriptures. So we talk about We talk about um, the open door, creating passageways to God, others, and the world. So last week's sermon on listening, um, we kind of looked at at those three things, God, others, and the world, and how listening creates passageways. Learning creates passageways also. Um, Just this week, uh, Krista Tippett interviewed Ariel Berger, a Jewish rabbi and mystic. Maybe you listen to the On Being podcast. I do. I really enjoy it. Uh, It was a really amazing interview. I highly encourage you to check it out. I wasn't expecting the podcast to connect so, so well with the practices of both listening and learning. Specifically, Berger talks about the preciousness of the Word of God. His discussion of God's Word it reignited, even just within me, listening to a podcast while walking around the city of Pittsburgh, ignited within me this love for the scriptures. Scripture is often the first thing we think about when we, at least for me, especially early on. Listen, learn. You could have put, just said learn from God's word. Um, it was It was pretty... Uh, Pretty connected, scripture and learning. For some of us, the Bible is a great and complex history, unmatched by any other book. The Bible, it really is amazing. Um, this this book written thousands of years ago that somehow God uses to connect with us, even today. Some of us might come to the scriptures with some baggage from our past where cherry-picked Bible verses were used to discipline us into the, quote, straight and narrow in ways that tore us down more than built us up as children. So as I'm talking about a love for Scripture, you might be cringing right now because there's so much hurt and baggage that comes along with the way that the Bible was used in your past. Maybe some of you come from backgrounds where the scriptures were thought to be the only scientific book and the only history book that God would allow. In my opinion, that kind of oppressive teaching is anti-learning. It's not what God wants. Others of you might have grown up without the Bible, um, and you come into adulthood never really being... Uh, drawn into the scriptures, and they're really new uh, to you, and you're not sure how to read them or or even why. Many of us struggle with the violence in some of the stories. Many of us struggle with um, how God is portrayed in different ways, and we're not sure uh, how to interpret who God is in the scriptures. The scriptures can be hard to read. That's all good and okay. So I encourage you to come at these stories from a new perspective, to let, as much as you can, let go of the hard things or maybe to embrace them. Maybe we can come at them looking for the greater narrative, the greater story that runs throughout. Whatever your history with the Bible or lack of history, I encourage you to to practice these weeks of Lent, some sort of um, practice of scripture. Experiment with it. Maybe it's a chapter a week that you're going to read and just think about and let into your heart, let it go deep. Pray through it. Learn from it. Maybe it's a chapter a day. Maybe it's a verse a day. Whatever it may be, I encourage you to think about what makes sense for you during Lent. These 40 days, we've already lived through three of them. Four of them, I guess. Um, What makes sense for you? Maybe it's the daily lectionary. That's a great way um, you can go online, look up daily lectionary, not the weekly, but the daily. And they'll give several different uh, scriptures to read. But I encourage you to take up a practice during Lent of getting into the scriptures again. The second piece that I want to think about is that the practices of learning, whatever practices we put in place, Practices of learning are passageways to God, who's found in all of creation. That's what that uh, one of the things that I get from that passage, from that that proverb, is that God's wisdom is not just in one place, but it's throughout all of creation. God's wisdom and God's knowledge. So this other story is from Daniel chapter one. There's four men who are taken um, by the Babylonians into captivity. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They're from the tribe of Judah. And verse 7 says, the palace master gave them other names. And you might recognize these names. The Belteshazzar, Hananiah, he called Shadrach, Mishael, he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. Daniel he called Belteshazzar. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego they were they're well well known by Veggie Tales I think for those of us in our 30s and 40s we'll remember that. And then verse 17 goes on, to these four men who were taken captive, these four men God gave knowledge and skill in every aspect of literature and wisdom. Daniel also had insight into visions and dreams. And at the end of the time, the king had set, them, set for them to be brought in. The palace master brought them in to the presence of King Nebuchadnezzar, and the king spoke to them. And among them all, no one was found to compare with Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they were stationed in the king's court. In every matter of wisdom and understanding concerning which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in the whole kingdom. They were taken into Babylon, in a, a, a foreign land that, was conquered, that had conquered Israel. I find it so interesting that these men became learned, learned in all literature and wisdom. Our church is an example of people who love to learn and share knowledge. We have professors working on significant projects in universities around solar energy and carbon capture technology, biomedical engineering. We have theologians and philosophy professors we have people working in regenerative design and so much more, so much inspiring work around learning. For us, learning is not compartmentalized, just like in this, this story from Daniel. It's throughout all of life. The learning we do in all areas of literature and wisdom, as the scripture says, is learning that helps us pursue God's kingdom here on earth. And learning is it's not only for those who are PhDs <laughs> um, in our midst, though they may be an inspiring bunch. Learning is for all of us. I like to think of learning more as exploring. For kids, um, they don't really like the idea of learning because that's what they do all day in school, and they're kind of tired of it by the time they get to church on Sundays. Maybe the idea of exploring. God desires that we explore the goodness of creation. All of us are created to explore and uncover the goodness of God's creation, God's people, hidden throughout all of creation. This is something that Dave Bindewald gets into and in the podcast that I'll put out this week. He talks about uh, uncovering God's goodness throughout creation. It's hidden everywhere, and it's up to us to uncover it and to know it. That's learning. That's exploration. This practice of learning or exploring... We're already doing it in so many ways. I want you to be encouraged to see your pursuits of learning as pursuits of God's kingdom. And briefly, the the third piece to learning that I think is really important for us today um, is it's a practice of learning that takes humbleness because we need to seek justice in the world. No matter how learned we are, we will never be experts on someone else's journey. We can do this. We can learn from others by decentralizing what we learn and how we learn and why we learn. The practice of learning for the sake of building justice goes back to our practice of listening again. I think it's good to keep bringing this up, especially during Black History Month that we're in right now. We should should all be learners at the feet of people of color, of indigenous people, of those who are not at the center of power in traditional American learning. We cannot ever become a society of true equality if we don't take seriously the practice of learning from those who have been oppressed. So here during Lent, Can we think of any practices? Can you think of practices that you'd like to kind of hook onto this learning uh, Mm. scaffold? I'd like to practice this. Or maybe you already are doing so much and you have trouble seeing God in it. Maybe you can bring a practice of prayer to the amazing learning and teaching that you already do. I want to invite Brock to finish, basically finish my... uh, finish my sermon today. Brock Baylor is one of those PhD doctors. He's a professor um, and uh, is a person who inspires me by his decentralization of learning, um, his willingness to go deep um, in areas that, that are really challenging. So Brock, I invite you to go ahead and unmute, and uh, when you're ready, you should be able to share your screen. All right. Hi everyone.
1: Um, I'll try to keep this short. Uh, uh, John asked me to talk a little bit about the practice of learning. Um, and so I want to share a little bit of just how I think about how I teach my students. And, um, and I, want to recognize that, you know, we, when we think of learning, we tend to think of book learning of reading. And I want to acknowledge that that's not the only way we learn. Um, some of us, learn by taking things apart with our hands. Some of us learn by having a cup of coffee with a friend. Some of us learn in quiet by ourselves. Um, sometimes we learn by making mistakes. Um, and so we need to keep all of that in mind. Um, and uh, I love how this is, uh, I didn't talk in advance with John about what he was gonna say or what uh, Jen was gonna say, but I love how all of this is kind of gonna integrate here. So, um, uh, so uh, let's try to share my screen here and, um, so, uh, yeah, let's start with the practice of learning, right? We've, we've, uh, John already quoted what our, our church website says about creating passageways to God, others in the world. Um, and, and I want to just emphasize today, like when we talk about learning, I think we need to ask ourselves, um, what what is learning right like what is it we're trying to accomplish when we when we talk about learning um and and particularly in the fact that we we live in this information age right which is information is not the same thing as wisdom right as that passage said right there's a big difference between information and wisdom right so so i think that the the first important thing is that learning is not as much about information as it is about personal transformation. Learning is about cultivating embodied wisdom. Um, So there's plenty of content and resources out there, right? And so I I don't think it's as important to tell you what to go learn. I think it's much more important for us to focus on how do we become people who are learners, right? So the who and the how is is just, if, if not more important than the what, so, so learning is deeply subjective. Um, learning, uh, right? Do you care? Are you sincere? Does it matter to you, right? Um, I could, I could give you lots of texts to read about white supremacy or whatever it might be, but if you don't care and if you don't love the people who are affected by these issues, then you're not really going to learn. Um, uh, so it's not just what, but who and how. And a key part here is that learning is a habituated practice, which is one of the reasons I have this image here of the Stations of the Cross. Um, right, Learning is a cultivating a kind of skillfulness. Um, we are not rational animals. We are liturgical animals. Learning is not just memorizing a bunch of facts. It is like riding a bike or becoming an athlete or playing a musical instrument. It takes, uh, spiritual growth is an embodied practice. Um, runners don't start out as people who love to run. They become that kind of person, right? And so learning is, is, is something that happens over time. We become learners. So as you think about this, uh, you know, I, I think we should think of learning as this meditative dynamic practice. What would it look like to read a book with palms open, palms up? Um, when someone is talking to you, right, are you slouching with your arms folded, this kind of posture of resistance, or are you leaning at the edge of your seat and listening? Um, uh, right, what are, you know, reading slowly, reading a text more than once, rather than just reading, you know, for for the information. Um, the, the next thing I want to talk about, and has already been mentioned, is that learning begins in listening. Um, we are not self-made autonomous subjects, but dependent on others for growth. As as Jen said, we are interconnected with others in nature. Um, And uh, John mentioned uh, a Jewish rabbi. So I have on here just uh, something to enlarge your way of thinking with regard to listening in community. So this is an image of the Talmud, a page of the Talmud. Now the Talmud is Jewish Jewish sacred texts It's commentary on the first five books of the Bible. And uh, the first side is in Hebrew. I don't read Hebrew myself. So, you know, you're not going to get anything from that if you don't know Hebrew. But the the second on the right, it shows you what what is happening here. So what is the original commentary is just that little purple part, pinkish part in the middle. And everything around this is, is commentary. The rest is commentary. It's actually a famous quote from Jewish Rabbi. Um, so, and the point is when you read a text, you are a part of a community of interpreters. You are a part of a tradition of learners. And, and, and this is played out in the in the building of a text itself in the Jewish tradition. Um, so the in the community of interpreters are just as important as the text itself it's about wrestling with the text. In fact, in the Talmud, they even retain the marginal opposing viewpoints at the edges. So so argument and disagreement is preserved in the text itself. And, and that's how I want us to be thinking about community and dialogue as we learn. So again, practice, practice active listening, sit and meditate and pay close attention to, to how you are listening. Um, uh, you know, maybe, list, you know, in terms of pract- developing skills, listening to an audiobook or a podcast or guided meditation, especially from uh, deferring viewpoints or from people of color. Um, and and I encourage you to journal, be dynamic as you read, you know, at thinking about this kind of community. Uh, journal as you read, underline or write questions, argue with the text. Um, and, um, you know, remember that you are a part of this community right and um what you learn other people are going to learn as a result um it's 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 open ended um okay uh last last slide um learning is is values driven and i want to talk about um four values really quick um transformational learning is values driven uh and I'll, I'll start with this image just to kind of uh, get us thinking about these values. Um, so this is one of my favorite images in the whole world. This is uh, the Hubble Ultra Deep Field Telescope image, and what they did they 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 found the blankest, emptiest corner of the night sky. Um, Jen told us that we're stardust, so we're going to talk talk about stars for a second. And they put the telescope at the emptiest. You know, if you gaze out in the night sky. And with your eyes, there's nothing there. And then they took this ultra telescope and took tons of photos of this one spot, smaller than the moon. And in this one tiny little square of the night sky, they discovered ten thousand galaxies, each with a hundred billion stars, each star with an array of planets. Some of these are billions and billions of years old. Some of them are all just a few million years old. So why do I start with this, right? So this, 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 just this image itself compels the imagination, right? Just to start with imagination, right? Learning requires wonder, mystery, curiosity. Uh, the imagination is a way of knowing. In fact, what makes humans unique from other creatures is that we have the power to co- to construct worlds. Um, Learning is motivated by this wonder and mystery. So we need to be allowed to see the world differently, to be allowed to imagine alternatively. So I encourage you as you draw, uh, as you read, draw, build, write a song, make connections, explore. Uh, John already talked about humility. Um, Socrates famously said, right? Learning wisdom is to know that you don't know. Um, So can you give yourself the grace to change your mind? Um, When you encounter something that you disagree with, what does it look like to um, acknowledge that resistance that you have and to breathe into that resistance and to open yourself up to new ideas? Reading from sources that are not part of what you already know is is a requirement of learning. Uh, Courage. Learning involves reading things that raise new questions, and raise doubts, and may might completely overturn how you think and what you know about the world. Um, you know, like I'm teaching a class on philosophy of race right now, and every day when we te- I, I teach a text. I have students that are like, "I didn't know this," and it come. Why didn't I know this? And, and it's completely changed how they understand the world. And and so as we read. And read new things. We have to kind of have courage. We have to see where we have fear, and 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 journal those moments that we have fear as we learn and and breathe into that fear and allow God to speak through that fear. Um, and finally, charity, um, giving people the benefit of the doubt. The first presupposition in St. Ignatius's spiritual exercises, he says. The first thing you have to do before you learn in the spiritual exercises, he says, every good Christian ought to be more willing to give a good interpretation to the statement of another than to condemn it as false. This is really hard in our culture of confirmation bias, right? We tend to only read what we already agree with and and to be um, uh, critical of what we disagree with. And so charity is really important to learn. Resist when you first read a book, resist the urge to critique. Read first for appreciation, for empathy for the author and the author's point of view, um, but also be kind to yourself, right? Um, be patient with the process of learning new skills. Um, and finally, in terms of charity, what does it look like to seek ways to impl- implement what you've learned out into the world, right? This is where so- the social action piece, right? Part of learning is to take what you've read and practice it out into the world and try to uh, become that kind of person who practices wisdom out with others. Um, so that's what I'll, I have to say about the practice of learning. Thanks for giving me this opportunity, John.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for sharing with us. It was great. I, as I said, there are so many people in our community that do this really well and that inspire inspire me and inspire we inspire each other, inspire students, inspire the world um to to continue to learn, to listen and learn from one another. Thanks for listening in today to the podcast. I hope it was helpful and enjoyable to listen to and maybe uh encouraged you to think about your learning in this world as a gift from God, as something that glorifies God and helps you to live into being the person that God created you to be by exploring and learning um, all our music is from our band uh, which is uh, Alyssa Creasy leading and on vocals um, the band is called This Side of Eve check out our music at thissideofeve.com and of course check out our church's website for any info you might need pghopendoor.net.